0: Barry. Oh yeah, Bill. Bill. (laughs) And this is Bill Carr. We're getting better at this. Oh yeah. Real, real naturals. Oh yeah. And today's episode's a special episode. It is Beauty and a Number of the Beast. And today's show is about Coco, the Disney and Pixar collaboration. Released in 2017. Let me just read the synopsis before we get started on this. Despite his family's generations-old ban on music, young Miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like his idol Ernesto de la Cruz. Desperate to prove his talent, Miguel finds himself in the stunning and colorful land of the dead. After meeting a charming trickster named Hector, the two new friends embark on an extraordinary journey to unlock the real story, behind Miguel's family history.
1: What a story that was.
0: (laughs) I purposely picked this one for Bill um, because I have an idea, and I want to get a number. The cry count. How many times did you cry watching this movie?
1: Oh, let's see. How many times or how long? That's the well, question. Okay, okay. Let's start with how many times, but then
0: give the number of how long your tears are running.
1: Okay, well, I cried once. All right. But it was the last 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs>
0: for, for 20 solid minutes, you just, you just wept.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I... So... Go ahead. Uh, I... I've never seen the movie. And like I said, I told you before, um, I just know that everybody that has seen it has cried. Yeah. And I refused to watch it at first because I thought it was about the dog. <laughs> and I, I don't do well with dog movies, like you dead def- dog
0: don't. movies. You definitely don't. You are you are anything with animals is a no for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I had to look up. Uh, there's a website you could go to does the dog die.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to that website and typed in the movie Coco. And it explained to me that the dog uh, doesn't, they're not sure if the dog dies or not. I'm, <laughs> and I'm still not sure if he's dead or not either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, so, uh, by the way, for, the, for those who are not smart enough to figure this out, this episode's definitely going to contain spoilers. Um, but oh, yeah, so you've seen the movie and you, yeah. First off, the fact that you had to Google whether the dog dies to decide in a Disney movie whether or not that this was going to be a movie you'd be able to enjoy—that's funny. Mm-hmm. But so you don't know if the dog's dead.
1: Yeah, no. Um, like it enters the spirit world mm-hmm. and becomes like a. Ghost dog or something, but <laughs> then he's back at the end, normal, like the kid well, you know how the the his
0: great grandmother who is dead or great great grandmother um or with the the lineage there is she has that spirit animal that's with her in the in the afterlife that's supposed to be his like spirit animal uh... So it went um, with him, makes which is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I would just like <laughs> to imagine that for the last 20 minutes of the movie, you were crying because you weren't sure if the dog was dead.
1: <laughs> and that's yeah. the other reason. Well, like like I said, I looked it up, and it didn't really specify, but it, it it said that the dog wasn't, like, dead, dead. But yeah. then, once they're on that giant, like, owl Dragon lobster lion thing, yeah. The lobster lion. Um, the dog started changing colors and biting his own paw. And I was like, Oh no, they lied to me. The website lied to me, <laughs> and then it turned into like a little painty dog with wings. <laughs> and I liked him, I thought the dog, Dante is his name, yeah. I thought that dog was awesome. Yeah, it's a great I, dog. I, wrote I wish notes.
0: Oh good. You wrote you you wrote four pages of notes just about
1: Dante. <laughs> yes, pretty much. You have no <laughs> idea what the plot of the movie is, but you followed that dog's every fucking move. I have no idea what the movie was about. I was just making sure that dog was alive the whole movie.
0: By the way, this episode brought to you by Disney Plus, that's not true at all, but I'm you know, I'm hoping one day. Oh yeah, of course. Um I yeah, no, I' I This is a movie that I saw initially on my flight to New Orleans for WrestleMania, like two years ago, whatever that was. And uh, it was a plain cry. So it's a good cry. as was a deep oh, wow. cry. I've had a few of those. <laughs> and this was something that I tried describing this movie to somebody else later, and then started crying, thinking about this movie. <laughs> That's how hard this movie hit me. And yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved the, the
1: idea of it. Oh, It was a great movie. And beautiful. Going, a beautiful going to movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Going back to the plane cries, So and also going back to... Dogs. Dog movies. So I avoided Marley and Me like the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on a flight to Vegas... And it wasn't a plane that had like your own personal com- or computer your own personal screen okay. it was like like a, like a bus that had just televisions yeah. all on the ceiling there yeah you
0: had your in-flight so, movie was that one movie that everyone got to watch yeah
1: so then I had I had no choice and I'm like I'm still not really able to get a comfortable sleep on a plane, and I definitely wasn't then, so I was kind of forced to watch this movie. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. The stewardess had, had to come over to me twice, to it was okay, and brought me tissues while everybody else was asleep or either watching the movie and not being affected, which, if you're not affected by that movie, you're a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, you're a monster. You're an yeah. absolute monster. I can picture you just bawling. Just
1: <laughs> exactly what it was like. I'll never forget. The second that dog laid down under a tree and didn't come inside when the family called him, I knew I'm going to cry right now just fucking thinking about it. Yeah, you, are. Right? There. you
0: are. I'm talking to Bill via Skype, and there are tears welling up in his eyeballs as we're talking. Yeah. All right, anyway, back to Coco. <laughs> so Coco, I there's an underlying plot once they get to the the Land of the Dead. And the underlying plot of Land of the Dead is uh, once people stop telling your story, you cease to exist. And as somebody who is a performer, as a wrestler for you, like for me wrestling comedy like the idea that once someone stops telling your story like you you no longer exist, that hit me harder. Like to this day, I think about that plot point. (laughs)
1: Oh man, yeah, that's deep.
0: (laughs) It hurts so. And then when you so you see like Miguel pick up the guitar, the the homemade guitar, the shitty homemade guitar, and he's still making beautiful music with it. I'm like, man, that's that is like my wrestling career right there. (laughs) Like that's what I'm watching. And then when they, they he sings to the his buddy who then disappears. Mm-hmm. And and then the, the ongoing subplot of Hector having to try and get his picture put on a mantle so no one would forget him. Ah, oh, Jesus, Bill. <laughs> I cried like a baby.
1: I had to describe
0: Bill. that movie to my friend and honest to God, I started crying during the explanation. He's like, what the fuck is you. wrong with you? I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm also yeah, very babe. emotional now, so I, I get it. But Yeah.
1: But it was it was a very good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um some trying to think some things that I remembered from the movie. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. So my introduction to what is it? El Dio de los Muertos. Dio de los Muertos, yeah. Yes. Um, so the the reason that I knew about that was because in middle school i had a corn t-shirt and the front of that corn t-shirt was a bunch of the ske- band members as skeletons and the back of the shirt was el Dio de los corn and i was like i never knew what it meant and i remember looking it up and it was a playoff de los muertos and i'll never forget that and it reminded me once i saw this movie it reminded brought me back to corn Big corn fan. <laughs> the Dia de los corn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, good. That
0: sounds like the absolute worst fucking shirt I've ever heard of in my life.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, you could I don't know. Boy, I wonder if you could buy that on eBay, but I'm going to look for that. I'm going to look for that shirt. I genuinely I hope would, you do. Sure. That is that a shirt. That is a shirt. Yeah.
0: How much, when you were in middle school when that came out?
1: Uh, when you had that shirt? Yes. So like ninety nine.
0: Was it was it hard stopping the teachers from having sex with you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I you know what I didn't really stop it, though. Male female it didn't really matter. They yeah, at that had, point. Yeah. They all they all had sex
0: with me. All comers. Yeah. Did
1: them. It's my one. Yep. Yeah. Nah oh, man. I'm what are the notes? Cool. Right down
0: it, here. It had a really good cast. Uh, it had like um. The old man that died is Edward James Almost, who uh, I like. Uh, Then you have Benjamin Bratt of Law and Order fame as Ernesto de la Cruz. Um, Yeah, that's cool. And I thought the Ernesto uh, uh, plot—you, as much as I could see it coming—and you knew, like you knew almost like the minute you met Hector and whatever that, like this is there's something fishy about this. Um, Yes. but it, I, I think it was a good. I don't know. I enjoyed it. No, absolutely.
1: I uh, I liked the little, you know, the, the few wrestling references in there. Like El Santo showed up.
0: El Santo was there.
1: Got yeah. A hero. Yeah.
0: Those are some great movies too. El Santo versus meets the Mummy or whatever.
1: I have a few of those. El Santo versus Dracula, I think, is the one that I have. Yeah, there's a few of them.
0: We might have to have a uh, screening night where we just watch the movie and then do a show about that when we're eventually able to see each other.
1: It's not a bad idea. Oh, I wrote down, so Hector's nickname was Chorizo in the movie. My nickname in high school was also Chorizo. (laughs) Did you also die eating... No, yeah. I I sold black 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 tar black tar heroin oh. at the big chorizo factory down by the river. So that's why my nickname was chorizo.
0: on oh, Newberg's it's famous chorizo factory.
1: <laughs> the big chorizo factory. Newberg's known for two things: Bill Carr and the chorizo factory. And another thing I took from the movie, which It's comparable to me. I, fun fact, fun Bill Carr fact, I also have a famous great great grandfather. Who's your famous great great grandfather? My famous great great grandfather's name is Sonny Jim Fitzsimmons. And he, up until two years ago, was the only horse trainer to hold three Triple Crown winners. And he was also Seabiscuit's first trainer. And if yeah. you go up to Saratoga, and you've, you've been to the cabin in Saratoga, I, I have, think, right? Yes, I yeah. have. So that whole land there was his. And if you go to like the Saratoga Racing Museum, there's a bunch of things about him and all like collectibles and stuff. So, and yeah, it's, a, it's a fun little fact. I'm, I'm a famous horse trainer. I, I also, I had a horse training or a horse owner's licensed i think you do so i I can get into the track on the opposite end so i don't have to sit in traffic and go into the fucking peasants parking lot i can go around the other side and get in the famous parking lot and i could go to a famous bar and drink my famous beers for a famous lesser price because i'm famous
0: here's the thing though uh in case people were wondering he always has that in his wallet. He never takes it out even though he's been to has been to a horse race in probably 10 years.
1: <laughs>
0: Whatever. <laughs> you just much like your WWE
1: Dutch handle, once you get something, you can't let it go. You got to you got to keep I it would. with you always. <laughs> I, I I can't talk about that. I, um, it's contractually obligated not to talk about that right now. Um but yeah, I have to keep the name Due to certain circumstances, which I cannot discuss.
0: Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Man, let the rumors fly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. They're like, we need to find someone who's willing to risk it all in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> we have to bring back Bobby
1: Dutch. Mm-hmm. Don't what was you your be least surprised. favorite part? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, don't be surprised. And then I forgot what I was going to say after that. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: it's probably for the best. What yeah. didn't you like about this movie?
1: What didn't I like? Honestly, there wasn't much. It was it was almost two hours long, and it kept my interest right from the start and right until the end. So there wasn't really much that I did not enjoy about this movie.
0: Did you like the songs? Were you, were you singing along I, to... Uh... I
1: I like the songs. Remember Un poco me. Um poco yep. loco. Yes, I was also my nickname in middle school.
0: Um poco loco. Yeah.
1: What does that mean? Yes. Uh, crazy uh, pogo stick. Yes, that's right. Your, your,
0: your nickname in middle school was the crazy pogo stick, as everyone yes. called you when you mm-hmm. were dealing your black tar heroin at the chorizo factory in Newburgh. The big chorizo factory. The big chorizo factory. I I didn't want to reference it to the medium and or small chorizo factories. It's
1: it's, it's the big chorizo factory.
0: What? Now, if you were to rate this movie on a scale, first of all, we have to come up with, I guess, a scale. Right? So, like,
1: what what would your scale be? Oh, let's see. Well, we got to come up with, a Disney scale, and when I suggest a movie to you, yeah, some extreme scale, yeah. So, on the Disney scale, I would give it, oh, uh, let's see, because it's not, it's definitely not my favorite Disney Pixar movie, so I'm not going to give it a full five stars, but I'll give it a hard four, maybe even a four and a quarter. Four and a quarter stars, golly.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to send that over to Pixar now so they can put that on their wall.
1: That is not a bad idea.
0: There's something, I guess, like, I don't know what it is about Pixar, but even, like, you know, you see a Disney movie and then you put, like, music on it and you're like, oh, here we go, another Disney musical, like, right? But this was, there was something different about it. Like, the the music wasn't just a vehicle to move story. The music was a main focus point of the story. I thought that was kind of interesting how they... They changed the idea of what it was supposed to be. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. Was it was it was very enjoyable.
0: It's funny because this this movie did really well, and it was released like at the same time like Thor Ragnarok, uh, and Star Wars the Last Jedi, and uh, it was still a beautiful, well selling, well reviewed movie. I uh, I got nothing else to talk about for it.
1: Yeah. have has there been a bad Disney Pixar movie? Now I'm um, not, I'm not, I not i have not seen all of them. I haven't seen many. I've seen, you know, Toy Story, you know, those, but I haven't, I haven't really seen the majority of them. I guess.
0: Well, I could honestly say, I don't know. I didn't really care for like Cars Two. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Okay. Cars 3 uh, you know um, Monsters University that wasn't really great okay um, let's think yeah I mean that would be kind of it Uh, the, people might disagree with me on this one but Brave I don't think Brave was very good I think it was alright you don't care about no, anything okay. yeah you have no idea what I'm talking about
1: no clue yeah I have no clue um, but let's see so I'm going to pick a movie for you oh boy did you now here's the thing
0: the only the only dilemma I have is that so you have Disney plus which is great. Yes. I have to then find a streaming service that has horror
1: movies that I, I will give you my shutter account information so you can watch it through that okay. Okay. okay.
0: Alright, and what's what's the movie I have to watch? So,
1: this movie was... It's... You know, one of my favorite movies is Cannibal Holocaust. And yeah, seen... so, yeah, you woke
0: me up to that one day at your house. Yes. So let me, let, let me just paint this picture real quick. I sleep at Bill's house on his couch. We're going to another wrestling show, I think in Syracuse, New York, or something like that, and... I wake up to Bill in his underwear brushing his teeth and he had put on a cannibal holocaust as if this was his usual morning routine. Mm-hmm. So I sat at what was, I guess, eight o'clock in the morning for two hours watching cannibal fucking holocaust and yeah. not a fan. But anyway, go ahead, Bill.
1: I'm sorry. I think I also didn't I wake you up one time. To the Bud Dwyer suicide video? Yes, yeah, you did.
0: That and uh, what was the what's that um
1: the faces of death? Yeah. Um what was the other one? I forgot. It was Cannibal was
0: Holocaust, the Bud Dwyer suicide video, and then uh the the faces of death, I think it is.
1: Yeah, I think it was
0: faces of death. Yeah. And then we had a Quiche. Of course. <laughs> you're, you're like, let me just make a quiche quick. I'm like, is this your normal breakfast is
1: murder and quiche? Of course. Absolutely. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so the movie I'm going to pick for you is, um, I think it came out a year after Cannibal Holocaust by a rival director. Um, and this is, I would put it right up there just below Cannibal Holocaust, but some people put it above neck and neck. The movie you're going to be watching is called Cannibal Ferox. saw that last, last portion. E-R-O-X. Okay.
0: Um, don't spoil it for me. I, I have to watch this uh, soup to nuts now <laughs> with... Uh, no inkling of what was happening. I will not Google does the dog die because I'm fairly certain if there's one in it, it's gonna die.
1: Yeah, there's well, there's there's a, there's a spoiler ahead. There's there's also plenty of real animal death in this movie too. So oh, <laughs> wait
0: wait so you couldn't you potentially couldn't watch a cartoon movie based on the idea that the cartoon dog might die, but
1: this movie all in. I don't care oh, about other animal death. All in. Also some say that the deaths in this movie are better than Cannibal Holocaust. I don't think so. Some are maybe more creative, I guess. Overall, I think Cannibal Holocaust is a better movie, but Cannibal Ferox is right up there and it's 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 a great watch. It's very enjoyable for the for the family. Okay,
0: so you've seen Coco. How do you rank it in comparison to Coco?
1: Uh, neck and neck. I'd give Nick it neck. another four four and a quarter stars on the Disney scale.
0: All right, good <laughs> on the on the Bill Carr scale. Yes, Man. of course. This is this has really turned out to be something, guys. The
1: yeah.
0: Bill Bill Carr four and a quarter stars for Coco. The dog does not technically die, so Bill's happy. And that's I guess that's how we're gonna end this. Is yeah. with, my recommendation. So now, I have to get your Shutter account. Watch Cannibal Ferox. And, uh, Ferox. Ferox. F-E-R-O-X. Yes. Okay. And uh, we'll be back with another Beauty and the Number of the Beast episode where Dan reviews Cannibal Ferox. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Alright. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for, for tuning in. And uh, we will... You'll have to listen to us eventually, so thanks.